Hey, thanks for downloading Sockets and Cylinders. I'm Statman from B105 Radio with my pal Andrew Rosen from Smythe Automotive. What is going on, everybody? And we got a special guest with us this week is Eric the Car Guy. You've seen him on YouTube. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I tell you, we've been watching your videos for years now. I think when you started, you just had a little goatee, and now you got a big one. Yeah, the wife <laughs> liked it better. It looks good. Thank you. You ever get it stuck in anything? Um, I try to keep it out of things. <laughs> Probably a good idea. You're lucky. My wife is not a fan of my, my beard, um, but I keep it anyway. Well, you know, but sooner or later she'll wear you down. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a giant handlebar mustache. Uh, I grew it on a bet, and now my wife likes it, and I can't get rid of it. So I got a huge stash. Funny story. Like, I grew my beard out one November. The wife liked it, and I've had it ever since. And it's great, isn't it? But, hey, we don't, we don't have you on here to talk about beards and facial hair. We're, we're here to talk about cars. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Very good. Well, definitely. How long is, have you been making videos on YouTube? On YouTube, actually since uh, 2006, but I haven't always been Eric the Car Guy. Oh, what, what was it? How'd you get started? Uh, I actually just had my own little personal type vlog channel for a few years before I started. Uh, it was called ICK69, or just Ick69. Ick was my nickname in college. Well, YouTube would still be in develop back then. It really wasn't the medium everybody went to like it is now. I guess then. you could call me an early adopter. Yeah, you helped develop what YouTube is today. A founder. I'm sorry. <laughs> no apologies. <laughs> well, I think any parent with a kid with an iPhone would beg to differ. Or maybe not. Maybe they just enjoy the quiet. Oh, yeah. When you first started, you'd have to have a whole editing bay, a whole system, and now you could edit on your phone. I sometimes do. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. It's funny. I actually was uh, on Facebook earlier today, and I saw something pop up, and it's this dad joke thing I follow. <laughs> and it said, uh, "Nothing, nobody declines a call quicker than a three-year-old on YouTube. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we love watching your videos. You work on all sorts of type of cars. How would you describe what you do on your channel? Um. It's been a mixed bag of things, honestly. I've been doing it for 10 years now. Uh, it started out mainly with Hondas and Acuras, being that I was a Honda Acura technician when I uh, was working as a mechanic. And uh, I had I was basically doing my side work and recording it for YouTube. I've uh, since tried to branch out to other brands and do some different things along the way. It just sort of uh, depends on what's available, honestly. So did you start out working at a dealership, and now do you have your own shop? Uh, I started out actually at an independent shop. Actually, before that, I started out at a place where you uh, where I was pumping gas into people's cars, where they used to do that uh, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I went to school to become an auto mechanic, and then I was actually working at an independent shop in Pittsburgh for a while uh, before I moved to Cincinnati, which is where I got a job at a dealership, uh, an Acura dealership in town, and worked there for... Uh, eight years on and off, and I also worked for an, another import parts department slash uh, garage for a little bit for about two, three years. So you've seen the explosion of the Honda Civic and the Honda Racing, and you know they used to just be an economical car, and now they're performance machines. Well, I hope they don't explode. Well, does not everybody with a Honda? <laughs> yeah, I, well, the you know you can thank Fast and Furious for that. Yeah. Uh, they they certainly uh, put a put a different spin on the 
on the civic thing and the tuner crowd and all that kind of thing and, and send it in a direction. Yeah, I was going to say, Hondas and Acuras in and of themselves as cars are fairly reliable. Mm -hmm. It's just when you get people who may or may not have some certain expertise starting to dig in and cut things and remove things or add things, uh, that's when it gets a little questionable at times. Well, modified vehicles aren't my favorite thing to work on, but as many people comment to my videos, if uh, you need to take it to a mechanic and you're modifying your vehicle, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I in would... other words, I mean, if you know what you're doing, no big deal. But if you don't know what you're doing and then you screw it up and then you bring it to me, uh, well, expect me to charge you more. Yeah, well, it's a fair, failed experiment that somebody's bringing to you that you have to figure out how to fix. And, yeah, I, I hear you. That, that's... There, there's no, like, book you could turn to when somebody's been tinkering and experimenting. Well, I mean, we've all got to do that. We've all got to start somewhere. I mean, there, there have been many failed experiences in my life. In fact, that's what makes a good mechanic, in my opinion. The more failures you have, the more stuff you've learned. Have you ever raced cars or put anything on a track? Just started recently. Uh, I built a 1979 Fairmont with a turbocharged engine that has almost 600 horsepower, and I'm just learning how to drive it at Edgewater these days. Oh, isn't that fun? So you go to the test and two nights out there? That's exactly what when, I do. When and it's not flooded? Yeah, when it's not flooded. I mean, but, well, you know, look at it this way. If you go too far, you just go into the river, and that'll slow you down. Oh, there you go. It's a splash <laughs> bottom. Splash, you're done. Yep. Uh, no, it's uh, – I, I actually never really built the car to be a race car. I just built it to be a street car. But, of course, I built it on my YouTube channel, and everybody wants to know how fast it goes. Well, yeah, we wanted to see the numbers. What What did you – you know, that's that's the answers. That's all the work yes. built up to that. Yes. Oh, yes to all of that. Uh, however, as I said, I'm still learning how to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a beast? Tell us about it real quick. Uh, well, it's uh, the car or, the, or my racing experience. Oh, the car. I could care less about your racing experience. Yeah. The car. That's totally fair. Uh, the car is a 1979 Ford Fairmont I picked up in, uh, I think it was late. Yeah, it was October 2014, so I've had it about four years now. Right. Well, how, what condition was it in when you found it? Actually, it was excellent condition. I got it for $2,900 at a, a small dealership out someplace. Portsmouth, Ohio is where I found it, believe it or not. And it was in immaculate shape. I was originally in search for a wagon because I always wanted to build a wagon version of that car, and I thought that that would be really cool, but... This car was too clean to pass up, so I brought it home. I, you know, had the straight six in it that had, you know, it advertised at eighty horsepower, but I suspect probably closer to like fifty-five, sixty. <laughs> so but, it was pretty beat. Yeah, well, no, the, the motor anyway. No, it had eighty-six thousand original miles. Well, um, that's I'm, really low for that year. Yeah, I'm certain it was a Snowbirds car, uh. and I don't. It went to Florida. I actually think they went to Arizona just based on the feel of it, because like the interior is completely baked, but the body has no ruts to speak of whatsoever, uh -huh. and all the AC system back in the day, R12 system, and they didn't do a very good job when they did it. Uh, but the car was, you know, running and driving when I got it, and I'd always got it with the intention of, well, a lot of people know that the Ford Fairmont shares the same chassis and body as the uh, Mustang from mm -hmm. 78 to, uh, well, 79 to 93. So parts are cheap and readily available. The only difference is the Fairmont is about four inches longer, but I don't like to make a big deal about that because it makes Mustang guys feel inadequate. Oh, <laughs> well, that, that's why it's not a Mustang. And that's it's why a, I, a I didn't Fairmont. want to build a Mustang because, I mean, I, I don't have anything against Mustangs, but personally, it's it's not for me. I wanted something a little bit different. I wanted to make a quote-unquote sleeper. Yeah, well, I, that definitely is a sleeper. Do, does it take the same kind of uh, suspension parts and everything? So you're going through Mustang... 
avenues to get parts for it? That's exactly why I chose the car. The the fact that I have parts available from 79 to 93, all performance parts for Mustangs. In fact, my brakes are Cobra brakes. My uh, suspension is all Mustang stuff. It's all Maximum Motorsports, a Torque Arm, a Pan Hard Bar. It's got... Uh, coilovers in the front, tubular K-member, tubular A-arms in the front that are actually offset, so it moves the wheel forward a little bit, so I get slightly better handling as a result of that. Shifts the weight of the engine back if you move the wheels forward. Um, you know, it's got a 67-millimeter ceramic ball-bearing turbo on it and it uh, and, and a carburetor, which I get a lot of flack for. And I'm still tuning it a bit, but you know what? I like it. I like messing with my carburetor. Amen. Thank you. And, and I can't lie. I, I had the opportunity to drive in the Fairmont the other day. Oh, when you I, got when I met ride? Eric. Yeah, we, we, we got to hang out for a little while and, and talk about maybe, you know, being on the show today and everything like that. Um, it, it's definitely not the prettiest car in the entire world from outward experience. Well, it's a sleeper, though, right? It, it is definition of a sleeper. You know, we got in the car, and I'm reaching back for the seatbelt as I reach back and realize that there's a five-point <laughs> harness in it in the passenger and driver's seat. I said, oh. And then we... Safety first. We, we proceeded to drive, and it is an absolute beast. And fantastic ride. And to Eric's point, it handles extremely well extremely well and it's all adjustable too so if i wanted to autocross it just a few turns of a few screws and and it stiffens the suspension up nicely oh that's nice and on the conversation of our ride let's talk about the sound of that vehicle oh yeah well it depends (laughs) it's got two modes it's got normal and loud button and how does that work Uh, it's a it's an exhaust cutout since it's a single 67 millimeter turbo as i mentioned there's a three inch exhaust coming off of that and i just Kept its single exhaust going all the way back, but it's all three inch. Uh, but before the muffler, there's an electric cutout, which is basically like a throttle body hooked up to a little motor where I push a button on the dash and it basically dumps the exhaust before it gets to the muffler and goes straight to the ground. So it's got a nice echo to it, too. So you could crank that thing and dial it and make it really loud or put the flap the other way and, and it's really a true sleeper. Yeah, I have a, a very nice Walker muffler that, that quiets it down to almost nothing when it's closed. Yeah, the I mean the tone of our conversation in the car was very much normal everyday conversation uh until you hit the button and then it was there's not even a point in yelling at each other cuz it is just <laughs> very very loud and awesome. Nice. Well, you, you don't get up and yell during the sympathy, do, the sympathy, do you? <laughs> no, no, no you do not. Back and listen and enjoy it. I think I could uh, gather a collection from my neighbors and get uh, something like that set up for my car. I'm sure your neighbors are thanking you for having that. Well, you know, that's the thing. I, I don't open it up around the neighbors. In yeah, fact, it's perfect. Low profile, and that's the whole point is you're keeping a low profile. But, you know, when the, the dude in the BMW thinks he's hot stuff and he's rolling up next to your Fairmont giving you a funny look, you can just, well, show him how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> just rumble it up, and oh, that's got to be fun. So is there anything on it that's left stock? I mean, it sounds like you've touched everything. I pretty much have touched everything, and to the point of it being quiet, I actually insulated the inside of it also. So it has oh. uh, Eastwood X-Mat on the roof, uh, on the floor, inside the doors and all that, which helps keep it cool, too. They don't call them hot rods for no reason. Well, there you yeah, go. Absolutely. But not this one. This one also has working air conditioning. So not only were uh, Andrew and I driving down the road and having a conversation, but we were nice and cool with the air conditioning. 
Not that we weren't cool to begin with. Uh, there you go. Indeed. But uh, <laughs> that's not the stock air condition. Well, I don't want to call it stock air condition. That's not the air conditioning it came with. I actually had to take an HVAC box out of a uh, an 80s Mustang and graft it into there, and, and I got all new R34 system out underneath the hood and everything else. So it's it's all put together so you can drive it around. The idea is that it's a street car. It's not a race car, as I was mentioning earlier. You're going to drive it. I love that. I love that. It ain't no, nothing to sit in the garage and exactly. collect dust. Well, not just that, or sit on a trailer going from track to track. The idea was to have a car that I could drive and enjoy. Why spend all that money and time for something that just, as you stated, sits in the garage? Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. Man. So do you consider it finished? I mean, is it ever going to be finished? What, what are you going to do next? Project vehicles are never finished. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what are you thinking about doing next to it? Well, next, uh, one of the main problems I have with driving the car is not only my inability to drive it well, but also traction. Uh, so I have a, a set of uh, Mickey Thompson drag tires that I'm going to be putting onto the back of it. But in order to do that, I have to roll the fenders. I also have a mm -hmm. slight exhaust leak at the turbo. The turbo's a new addition. I had a 70-millimeter just regular turbo with a, uh, a bushing instead of the ceramic ball bearings on it originally. Uh, but I recently suffered uh, an engine failure. I broke a piston. I had to get back in there and do some stuff. So while I was in there, I added a, a different set of roller lifters. I also went with a shaft-mounted rocker system and uh, upgraded the turbo. So, you know, why waste a good opportunity to spend more money? <laughs> exactly. Wow. So uh, as far as, yeah, it's, it's always being improved. But, yeah, traction is the next thing that I was thinking about. Uh, but as far as project vehicles, uh, my, my dad gave me, uh, was it last year? I think it might even be the year before now. A 1990 uh, Chevrolet truck is a C1500 Sport. So a lot of people think it's the 454 model, but it's not. It was uh, the one that had the 350 and the manual transmission in it. Black truck, really pretty. It is a uh, pretty truck. It is a very pretty truck. Yeah, my dad really takes care of his stuff, and he also bought this from a guy who took care of it. So it's it's been passed down to me, but I'm thinking I want to uh, tackle that next as far as something i i think the viewers would appreciate it because a lot of people were scratching their heads at the idea of a fairmont but i think if they see a pretty truck being built they'll be a, a bit happier about that more apt to watch that video other than yeah i i hear you well it'll be interesting to see what you uh, end up doing with that truck I, i'm sure i'll be watching your videos <laughs> as you upload them and and you work on all sorts of cars and all sorts of tips what are some of the highlight videos or maybe some of the more viewed videos that you have on your uh, page? Interestingly, a lot of what I do is documentation of, of repairs. So I, I try to, when I was, I don't want to call myself a kid, but as a teenager, I've watched these shows and, and they would, you know, fix things up. It was uh, Shade Tree Mechanic, I think, was one of them, and things like that. Uh, but they have to conform to a certain time frame. So they have to cut out a lot of the stuff that, you know, that had to happen in order to make that repair happen. The idea when I started the channel was to try to create, you know, real-time repairs and give people the real idea of what it's like so that when they got in there and, you know, encountered that rusty bolt, I could offer them options on how to deal with said rusty bolt. So that's that's kind of what I've always tried to do with my videos, you know, no matter what it is that I'm working on. Um, but strangely enough, as far as what people watch, they watch things like, you know, uh, the most important part of a brake job. <laughs> and they watch... <laughs> They, they watch the things that they can digest in, like, a few minutes. Uh, the other repair videos that I do are really specific to the people either wanting those repairs or people that just enjoy my videos. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag of things that, that I try and do. It's not quite a how-to video. It's a documentary of what you're doing in the video. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Well, I th- it makes it easier to watch because I'll be honest with you, when I'm working on something and I got a problem I can't figure out and I turn to the web and I'll, you know, search one of your videos will come up. It'll go right to the point that I want. I don't need the pleasantries or the, you know, right. here's how my kids are doing. Just show me what, how to get this spring off. No, you know? and we definitely like that too. You know, from our, our channel, the Sockets and Cylinder series that we do, and not only is that the name of our podcast, but we do have a YouTube channel as well where we do videos on those. And that was the principle that we followed along. And that was even before, you know, obviously I was familiar with your videos, Eric, but that's sort of the way we go about that is we want to show you how to do the job from start to finish and not, okay, we're going to install the brakes. And then the next scene is, all right, we installed the brakes. It's time to move on to the next thing. Yes, We want to follow each point of that process and really show the viewers that are interested in learning how to do something actually how to do it. There's yeah. always some random screw or bolt or something that doesn't want to come off that in the video, oh, they just bypassed over that. Oh, we had that issue with the fuel tank on, on your Mustang yeah. when we did that. Yeah. That that one gasket in the trunk oh my gosh, with the filler so neck. That's annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's those little things. And it's another example. I spent half a day trying to fix a transmission fluid leak on a just a rubber hose that was coming out of the transmission going to the radiator. Every time I thought I had it, I'd start it up and there'd be another leak. And uh, you just end up chasing that for, you know, a couple hours sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Repair. It's not just, ooh, snap my fingers. Look, fresh brakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric, it's been awesome having you on. You know, hopefully we can continue this conversation on the next episode. You know, we're running out of time. Our our, our episodes are usually a little under 20 minutes. Um, but if you're, if you're good, we'd love to have you on again and uh, continue our conversation with you. That sounds like a plan. Thanks so much for having me. If you guys have any questions on an automotive project you have, feel free to email us. It's podcast at smythautomotive.com. Please visit ericthecarguy.com. If you do have questions, Eric's another great knowledgeable source for any information you may have. He has a premium side of his channel, so he's going to get you educated there as well. Check out the Sockets and Cylinders YouTube series and Eric the Car Guy YouTube series while you're at it. Um, you know, Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And Eric, we really appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next week.